find where you fit, find that message, and really talk to your consumers in a meaningful way. Um, but it's just something that it's more imperative than ever. And I think that the other thing is that brands really need to be communicative right now. It's not the time to go dark. Um, it, it's definitely a time to c- continue communicating, whatever that may be, and to really find the, the avenues that work best for your business. It's going to be a really neat behind the scenes. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. Because something always magical happens. Wait, what? Did you just make that up? Hey, it's Meredith For Real, the curious introvert. Listen each week as I talk with someone new. The topics are as ADD as I am, but they'll inspire you to stay curious and grow. Big thanks to our location sponsor, the UWF Historical Trust. If you're feeling whiplash from being launched back into your workplace, you're not alone. If you're a business owner with Captain Morgan in your coffee mug during a Zoom meeting, (laughs) you're not alone. (laughs) Life and business as usual have a large asterisk around usual, but no clear definition. My next guest is the Vice President of Public Relations for Sunny 505, a nationwide communications firm. She's going to share some workplace predictions, how we can make meeting up meaningful, and weird things that are now normal. Survivor of a dozen political campaigns, <laughs> published author, left shoe first for good luck, Jamie Dickerman. <laughs> Hello, I'm happy to be here. I'm glad that you came. I kind of feel like uh, you are the soccer goalie right now. <laughs> I know you played basketball, but I played soccer, so I only know what I know. Um, but, you know, as the soccer goalie, you kind of see what's happening on the field and you see the patterns that are emerging and you kind of see like, okay, that's the next move. Oh, not anymore. You missed your opening. Now that's the next move. I feel like that's what you are right now for the business world because of working with all your clients. Absolutely. And that's, you know, what you were talking about, seeing it change and seeing how the outlook overall is changing is something that's really uh, crazy to watch right now. Um, If we would have looked two months back, no one's predictions for 2020 were going to be anything close to what's happening. And even, you know, looking back, uh, early March, early April, looking at those, the outlook is changing constantly. So absolutely, it's it's spot on. We're, we're working on trying to find ways where people can be flexible and really adapt to this. It's just an ever unfolding situation. Businesses normally plan a couple of quarters out and sometimes even a whole year in areas like advertising, obviously budgeting, and maybe even like, uh, you know, product development or those sorts of things. Has this shortened the planning projections of companies instead of planning a year out, they're planning months or weeks out? You know, somewhat. I know um, for uh, some of our clients, we are working on fiscal year 21 projections, which will cover all of the next fiscal year. Um, But even in that, that's that's flexible. Um, And that has plans that kind of have some contingencies built in. I think that planning farther ahead is a really good good thing, but kind of that interim plan is something that's a little harder to nail down. So in that interim plan, you have to do things, you know, a month out, a quarter out, and just look at those incrementally for things as they're changing. Because what we're seeing, you know, even this month is going to be completely different next month. So I think that planning short-term definitely needs to be broken up a little bit. And planning long-term, um, definitely go ahead, plan, um, plan with the knowledge that it's going to be a long time before we get back to a normal. Um, and it's, it's probably going to be more of a 
new normal for a really long time. So, yeah. I mean, having those contingencies is, is really important, I think. Normal with heavy air quotes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are some of the things that were not normal at all um, that now are, oh, yep, we do that. That's typical. Oh, so many things. I think probably the biggest one is the fact that um, we are, and I know everyone is, now inviting our clients into our home and inviting our coworkers into our home via Zoom. And, you know, we're getting to see everyone's artwork. We're getting to see everyone's kids. We're getting to see everyone's pets. And it really adds this um, layer of just this humanity to all of everything that we do. I mean, you know, we work really hard to develop those meaningful connections, but it's going a step further to, to places that we normally wouldn't, we wouldn't normally connect. Um, so it's, it's really, you know, bringing clients and coworkers into your home, I think is probably the biggest, the biggest new normal thing in the workplace. Yeah, I would agree. What are some of the pros and cons of that? I think that it really does, it really does add that human contact element. Um, it's not the same as, you know, a hug or a handshake or sitting face to face with someone. Uh, but it really does add a different element than a conference call. Um, and in a lot of ways, I think it's helpful for, for people because it also adds an element of having to pay attention. Um, you know, yes. I know we've all, we've all had those people that when you're on a conference call and you start calling their name to ask them a question and all of a sudden they're just, they're not really paying attention. They're not really there. They've kind of zoned out. Where I think, you know, Zoom or Skype or Google Hangouts or whatever keeps you a little bit more connected. Um, you kind of have to be. So I think I think that's one of the benefits for sure. But it also does add that human element in a time where things do feel so distant. Um, for some, life has gone on like normal. Um, but for a lot of people, you know, they're seeing their spouses, their kids, their immediate family. And maybe a neighbor when they're on a walk and that's about it. That is so true. Do you think that there is um, any sort of like, you know how in, in office politics, right? Mm -hmm. So this is so interesting because office politics, the first word is, you know, <laughs> office. So <laughs> there's the person that shares all about their weekend and then there's the person that really is tight-lipped and doesn't share anything and and there's thoughts both ways I'm sure of what you should do and what benefits you and what can work against you but anything that you say can be held against you <laughs> in an office space so what do what should employees keep in mind when doing a zoom call should they always show the background will they seem cold and standoffish if they choose, oh, I don't know, a Tiger King background or, <laughs> or just to even blur it out. You know, I don't think there's anything cold and standoffish about a Tiger King background. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as a background, you know, I think that that's a, that's a personal choice. Um, and I mean, it's one that should be made with, with caution and forethought. You know, anytime, especially if there are clients involved or, you know, outside customers involved, there should be a level of professionalism. Um, one of the things that we tell people all the time is that your, your people are the face of your brand. You are the face of your brand. And so I think that that carries over into Zoom calls. You know, it's something that you definitely want a layer of professionalism. Um, of course, read the room. You know, I mean, we are, we're a small team and and so, I mean, and we know each other. We, we're a team of 15. We're, we're really close. We're, we've all worked together for a lot of years. So, I mean, you know, if one of us is going to throw up a Tiger King background in a, in a 
in a company lunch or something, that's that's fine. Um, but, you know, it's not something we'd probably do with a client. Um, not that we don't have fun and not that we're not trying to still show that human element. I think that there's a balance. Um, and, and, you know, I think the background of your house is probably fine, depending on what it is. You know, I mean, if it's if it's absolute clutter and hoarders back there, you probably want to put up a virtual background. Um, if it's a clean point. wall with some <laughs> artwork or even a cool background or anything like that, then then I think that's fine. Um, and as far as pets and kids and everything like that, I think at this point we have all we all have to cut each other a little bit of slack. So I don't think anyone's really disturbed by an unprofessionalism of you know a kid popping up asking about a home homework assignment because they're homeschooling for the first time. You know, I mean, we have a mute button and a camera off button that you can take care of something very quickly. So I think it's finding that balance, knowing your audience and and still wanting to put the best foot forward for your brand Mm -hmm. while also being cognizant of the fact that we're all in a new normal and we're all adjusting. So if something does happen, um, hopefully it's nothing too crazy, but if something does happen, you know, it's okay to say, hey, I'm really sorry. I need to just take a minute. Turn mm-hmm. off your video, turn off your mic, make sure you turn off those things. <laughs> and then let's let's dive into that, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> Pro tip, don't take your phone to the bathroom oh when you're goodness. on a Zoom call. But that one's obvious, or we thought it was obvious, but the one lady she we thought didn't, she didn't know it was obvious. Um, can we talk about some Zoom etiquette? Absolutely. Um, I think one of the main things is I I recommend, I advocate heavily for muting your mic if you're not speaking. Um, Especially, you know, this isn't such a big deal if it's two or three people, even four in a call. But when you get a full team wide or, you know, you're doing a planning session with with someone or you've got multiple people on this call, um, so many things get distracting. If you're typing notes, if you're shuffling paper, if you're breathing heavy, um, the breathing, the breathing will just keep highlighting, highlighting, highlighting. Um, so I the really, opening of a bag of chips, yes. Aunt Pat, <laughs> <laughs> like right in the microphone. Like, yes. What are you doing? So I think mute your mic is probably one of um, the best ones. Uh, if you're not, I mean, of course, you know, you want to be where you can contribute. So be ready to unmute and and, and talk there. Um, Zoom etiquette. Also, I think it's really important for employers to have a chat with their employees about just some of the functionalities of Zoom. Um, For example, if you put something in the chat, even if it's a private chat, that is transcribed into the entire Zoom minutes. Um, So that's something that, you know, those side-off conversations. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So like in the Zoom chat, off to the right, you can chat with everybody. But if I chat with like privately... It ain't private? It's not private. It is during the duration of the call, but anyone who transcribes the minutes can then see it. Um, And I think that's an important (laughs) thing for people to know. Uh, (laughs) Don't talk trash about your boss. Yeah, or other team members or anything, you know. I mean, anything, that's something that I think... Um, setting expectations for, you know, this is what it's going to be like on Zoom calls, you know, if possible, you know, and that can even be a company decision, you know, if we're interfacing with a customer or a client, please use this as your Zoom background or, you know, please choose an area of your home that has whatever. And that is hard because that is, you know, that is your personal home and everything like that. So you may not have the the option to have a room that looks like that. So maybe a Zoom background is a good idea. But setting expectations, I think, is a really good way to maintain that brand image. And 
how can employers set expectations as far as, well, maybe that's not the way that I wanted to word it. Um, sometimes we're zoomed out, mm-hmm. right? And we're like, wow, that could have been an email. <laughs> and what at first was novel and fun and, hey, look, we're getting through this. Now we really are putting Captain Morgan in our coffee mugs <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> calling it a day. So, you know, is there like a certain time that Zoom meetings should be? And uh, how do we know if it war- if what needs to be talked about warrants in a meeting? And how do we know it just could be an email? Gotcha. You know, I think that that, again, is kind of a industry to industry decision, if not a company to company decision, Zoom fatigue is a real thing. Um, For whatever reason, you know, we used to be in meetings all day, every day, or in front of people all day, every day, but there's there's an added layer of fatigue that happens when you're um, prepping your own space and prepping, and and video calls are are a bit of a different beast to to tackle. And so there is more mental prep, I think, for a Zoom call than even an in-person meeting. Um, because there's also the added layer of, you know, you're having to work in an environment that for a lot of people isn't the norm. Um, it's not what they're used to. And I, I mean, our brains, I think, just go into a little bit more overdrive when we're working from an, or, from an area that isn't our norm. Um, but I think that, um, excuse me. Yeah, I think like an hour is good. I'm like really more Absolutely. than an hour. And I find, like all meetings, I find the, the meetings that are most interesting are the ones that are, you let me talk. So like, <laughs> exactly. if you're going to just be da-da-da-da-da, well, you could have pre-recorded that and then I could have mm-hmm. done dishes while watching you. As a it, webinar or something. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's like we need to treat Zoom meetings more like in-person meetings where everyone Absolutely. gets to talk. Absolutely. And I think the hour cap is a good point. And I think also managing your own personal expectations. You know, I hopefully people work in a team where they feel com- comfortable saying these things. But, you know, there are times where you're just zoomed out, like you said, and maybe a phone call would work better and you can call into Zoom. Um, you can call in. And so, you know, I mean, hopefully you're still, you know, mentally with it and, and paying attention and, and everything. But if you're just tired of trying to go through all the extra steps, you can call in. Um, and I think that's a really good option too. And I think that maybe employers just need to have a little bit of flexibility. And, and that's a team to team decision. But if you trust your team, I think that saying, you know, either call in or or see us on the video chat is a really, really good thing. And I think that that's something that is an option. Yeah. If there's like a speaker and you don't need to interact over and over again, then you could go for a walk and while listening to the speaker, which Mm -hmm. that makes sense. So predictions for the rest of the year, for the rest of 2020, businesses, employees, employers, what kind of, uh, trends do you feel that we'll be seeing based on what you're experiencing with your clients? Hey everyone, just a quick interruption to show gratitude to our sponsors and give you some special deals. The UWF Historical Trust. We shoot the show in the Museum of Commerce and the T.T. Wentworth Museum. And not only is this an amazing step back into the 18 and 1900s, but it's an event space too. How cool is that? You can see everything at historicpensacola.org. If you want to tour one of the 12 museums, and yes, Pensacola has 12 museums, and you get your tickets in person, show the ticket agent one of my emails and you'll get $2 off an adult ticket. You can get emails by texting REAL to 66866. 
So I don't have kids, but I also wanna tell you about It's Your Magazine. They're a national family-centered publishing company with free parent magazines. They have parenting advice, events, and inspiration. I'm actually in a networking group with a publisher, and this guy is all about family. You can view a free magazine in cities in Texas, Oregon, Washington, and Florida by checking them out at itsyourmagazine.com. And Insec. So I've always felt iffy about pesticides. Then the mosquitoes got so bad, I would get covered in them from walking from my house to the car. I called Insec, and to say I've been impressed is an understatement. When the treatment wasn't quite doing it, the owner actually came to my house. He found the breeding sites, identified the species of mosquito, and adjusted my treatment to that species. That's when I found out he's also a beekeeper, and pollinator issues are always top of mind. So if you're in the Florida Panhandle or Gulf Coast of Alabama, give him a call, ensec.net. And Dexafit Pensacola. So new thought, the scale is just your relationship with gravity. Now when I get on my scale and me no likey, I say, you don't know me. What does know me is the 3D body comp scan. I can see what I'm made of and what's right for my body. Plus when you get a Dexafit scan, you also get a consultation because what good is data if you don't know what to do with it? After you know, you can make your fitness plan smart, like expert level 5,000. Also, look this up on YouTube. It's pretty awesome. Dexafit.com. Now back to the show. Well, I think one of the big things is that people are tuning into the news probably more heavily than they have in a really long time. Some of those figures are upwards of 50% more, 60% more, depending on the media. Um, and that's not a trend that I think is going to go away. People are really tuning in more to, to the news. I mean, they're, they're glued to it. They want those updates. They want... Um, they want to know what's happening. And as a result, that makes PR super important. Um, you know, getting good stories on the news. Um, contrary to what a lot of people think, um, the news stations, I talk to them every day, and they are looking for good news stories. We've been able to get a lot of really, really good positive coverage for our clients during this time because they're looking for those stories of hope, those stories of community, those stories of those businesses that are going above and beyond. So if anyone has those stories, now is the time to really, really just put them out there. Um, you have an active audience who is really tuned in and wants to know what's going on. And by that same token, um, advertising is huge right now. You know, people still want to hear what businesses are doing. Um, I have a couple of statistics here. Um, recent surveys show that 77% of people want to hear how a brand is helping in the new normal. Um, everyday life is different. So they want to know, you know, how does your brand help? What is it, what need do you feel in this new normal? Um, they also, 75% want to hear about the brand's efforts to face the situation. So, and I think that's going to be ongoing. Um, people want to feel safe. They want to feel comfortable. Um, they have a lot of needs right now. You know, people are afraid. A lot are suffering, suffering financially. A lot are struggling mentally and emotionally. And so it's really, the public has these needs. And how do you fill these needs? And there's a lot of empathy that needs to go in those messages. And I think that that empathy and that active listening is something that brands are going to need to really engage heavily on as we move forward throughout the year. I don't think that's something that's going to go away anytime soon. That's kind of a good thing, though. It is. Empathy as, I mean, I hate to say empathy as a form of marketing, <laughs> that really cheapens it. But 
empathy, considerate marketing. Absolutely. Considering the feeling of the customer as a person and not just a potential sale. Absolutely. Well, and that's something that, um, you know, everyone has an expertise, an area of expertise, and everyone has a need that they feel. And in that, they can find out how that fits. What do people need? Just really listening to that. And it does. It adds that human element in there. And I think that that's wonderful. That is. And that's really how marketing yeah. Mm, should be. It is. And, you know, I mean, the cool part is this is something that we tell our clients year round. This is evergreen. You know, this is find find where you fit, find that message, and really talk to your consumers in a meaningful way. Um, but it's just something that it's more imperative than ever. And I think that the other thing is that brands really need to be communicative right now. It's not the time to go dark. Um, it, it's definitely a time to c- continue communicating, whatever that may be, and to really find the the avenues that work best for your business. Um, video's key. Video is huge. It always has been, but especially in in a new normal where people are feeling a little hesitant to have those in-person interactions, um, video, webinars, watch parties, anything virtual that you can offer, even in conjunction with anything in person post-quarantine is is really important. Makes people feel connected to the people behind the brand. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's important all the time, but like I said, especially now. They need to see that human element. So um, as we wrap up, can you tell what does Sunny 505 do? What does a PR firm do for a company? You're a full service, which is important, but explain how that works and why it's important. Absolutely. So we are a marketing, advertising, and public relations firm, which means we handle everything um, from market plan- marketing planning and research um, to development of those full-year plans or quarter plans or month-by-month plans. We handle... Um, website development, app development, overall messaging, public relations strategy, social media, um, digital advertising, graphic design, traditional advertising, everything under the marketing (laughs) umbrella. So what we really strive to do is take a look at what a company has done, what they're doing, what their goals are. Um, and, And sometimes, you know, those things are those things are hashed out of our planning session. Yeah. Um, but figuring out what those goals are, who their audience is, what those audience need needs are, and then how to best reach them and communicate with them with messages that really resonate with them. So instead of just throwing stuff on a wall and hoping it sticks, yeah. really making your move smarter. Absolutely. And more personalized too. You know, I mean, it's not a one size fits all for anyone. And I think that that's a really important thing is it's, it's taking a step back and looking at it from a really holistic approach of, you know, what will work, um, what hasn't worked in the past, what will, what has worked in the past, what opportunities there are, you know, even looking at a brand's strengths and weaknesses and, and, and really just dissecting all of that to figure out the best path forward that's going to be most effective for them. That's really cool. And it's not here just locally. You can work with clients all over the U.S.? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, but just U.S., not abroad. Um, we haven't done anything abroad, but I mean... I, you could? I, you know, a lot of stuff that we do, we could work... 
I, I mean, we can work on from wherever. So oh, okay, well, that's really good to know because we've got yeah. a, a few listeners abroad. So yeah, yeah, that's really awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this. And I also want you to tell listeners quickly about your many, many books that you have <laughs> and where they can um, find them because I think it's so cool that you're writing and your wife is illustrating. It just is such <laughs> a feel good thing. Well, thank you, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I uh, uh, I've been writing for over a decade now. So I have a, a variety of, of novels, um, general fiction. I have one that's kind of more action-based, a couple that are um, political novels, and then um, a couple of romance and, and some things in the works. I even have a paranormal novel in the works. But um, what, I'm, what I'm most excited about right now is the, the kids' books. Um, we are working on, I think we have like 11 in the works where I'm writing them and, and my wife is illustrating them. She's like, incredibly talented artists. So those are all in the works. Um, and all of my stuff currently is on Amazon. Um, but yeah, so hopefully soon we'll have some, some kids books to add to the mix. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> well, I will definitely link it. So if you're listening or you're watching and you want to know more, there will be an email out. There's a little bit in the um, episode description as well, but you can text real to 66866 to get the emails and make sure you follow Jamie and, um, and share this episode with anyone that, share it with your boss. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again for coming, girl. That was a wrap. Woo! Absolutely. Thanks. Are you still listening? Just kidding. Of course you are. Since you're here, here's some ways you can support the show. Stalk me on social media, leave a review, share an episode with a friend, or check out my Teespring page for delightfully sarcastic apparel. Links are in the episode description. 